This is Richard Sachs. This is Lost Arts Radio. It's nice to see you again. And we had on, uh, I guess it was the 12th of December, we had Julie Wentz on from Arizona Stands Up and Americans for uh, TruthandFreedom.com. And we were talking about her organization that she started to bring back constitutional rights and freedoms that are being taken away with the justification of the fake pandemic that we're having right now. And we know where it's going and what the plans are and uh, just everybody who's got ideas to change it and to stand up like her title says and not comply with suicidal mandates that in most cases aren't even legal. They're just declarations like uh, mayors and, and governors thinking that they're now a royalty, basically, and they can just give orders to everybody and they have to be followed. Unfortunately, the law enforcement thinks that's true to a great degree, and so they make it difficult. And also, uh, corporations get encouraged to make their own laws, like in chains of stores. It's very common, and they start physically throwing people out of the store if they don't have a mask. That's increasing now. Um, there's a lot going on, and with the change, it, it looks like Trump is not going to be able to overcome the change in presidencies, uh, although that could still happen, but uh, all the groups that are saying, oh, don't worry, everything's taken care of, uh, that reminds me of the Q people that I think were well-meaning, except for the leaders, maybe. But they said, have said all kinds of things that totally weren't true. And in reality, most of the staff has uh, abandoned Trump at this point. This is being recorded uh, on the, uh, what's the date today, the 14th, 15th? 15th. 15th, I think. And um, at this point, he's down to about 5% of his staff still there, some helicopter pilots and some secret service and most of the rest of, of abandoned ship. So we're in a pretty intense situation right now in this country, and it's relevant for the whole rest of the world mm-hmm. uh, be, because America's the last holdout of certain vestiges of freedom that certainly aren't complete, but they're more than almost anywhere else. So it's really significant what we do here, and, and people all over the world are, are really intently watching the ones that have an idea what's going on. So it's very important what individuals can do and not believe that everything's hopeless and you're too weak and you need teams of experts to tell you how to run your life and things like that. So we want to highlight the work of 
individuals that aren't going along with that stuff and are realizing they do have options and they have incredible potential as long as they don't believe it's impossible. One of those is Julie Wentz, so wanted to have her back on to get into a little bit more depth in light of what's happening in the outside world. And uh, welcome, Julie. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> nice to see you again, Richard. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Wow. Let's, let's talk to the people that um, haven't seen you before and just okay. give a little bit of quick rundown like they're saying, oh, I wonder who this person is, you know, <laughs> what this show's talking about. I haven't heard of it before. Yeah, exactly. So go back to you as a regular old person and how this all developed. And how it started. Well, and, and how you there's so much meat in what you started with and so many things to talk about just with what you that, that gives us the first four hours of discussion. <laughs> exactly. We're not going to make it that there's, long, but there no, is there's so much there. But yeah, just to give you just to give you a little overview, um, uh, I started uh, started back in April and May um, when COVID hit. Really looking at knowing there were things that were wrong, feeling and having the wisdom, knowing there's things that are going on. And I started something called Americans for Truth and Freedom because we needed to stand up and, and make a change. And during that time, I went to go volunteer for another group for about four months because I thought they were going the direction that I was focusing on, but they weren't. So I left and re-engaged Americans for Truth and Freedom and came across a friend of mine. And during this time, I kept thinking, somebody's got to be filing a lawsuit. There has to be lawsuits going on because all the things that are happening are so unconstitutional and going against our basic natural rights and freedoms in states and across the country. Somebody has to be filing lawsuits. And there wasn't anything happening. So we decided, you know, having this conversation, and when I told my daughters, I said, I can't just sit idly by and let our freedoms disappear and my future grandkids' freedoms disappear. So we decided to stand up, said somebody has to do it. So we started looking for attorneys, and we were thinking, oh, you know, this is the constitutional you know, lawsuit of the century, it's going to be easy to find attorneys. Well, it was literally crickets, nothing. So we reached out to all the, you know, pro bono conservative um, firms that should be picking this up and got denied. And we started looking at private firms and we did find a very conservative um, constitutionally based firm here in Arizona that is going to help litigate this. The first thing we have to do is raise the retainer. So we're working on raising the $25,000 for the retainer. We know it's going to be a long-term fight, but that at least gets it launched. So that's what we're working on right now. So um, I want you to lose that train of thought, but just it should be interjected. Who are you suing? I mean, wasn't it tricky to figure out exactly what agency, individual, group, government section, or, you know, what to do? Yeah. So when you go to the attorney, who do you say we're going to sue? Yeah, you're right. And that's what we were ta- thinking about. What are we, what are we looking at to stop what's actually happening? So we had three ideas when we went in to talk to the law firm for the first time. One was the um, state of emergency, the shutdown that Governor DC had placed on the state, <clears throat> which was affecting businesses, individuals, schools, churches, everything. The next was the mask mandate um, that Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and some of the other counties had implemented. 
and then also um, a class action for the businesses. So we decided to put aside the class action because it would take too much time, um, much money, and we went back to kind of the hinge point and the lower hanging fruit of the mask mandate and discussing that piece. And then during this time, um, we actually had uh, been put in touch with Ohio Stands Up, which is another state suing their uh, governor and the state of emergency. So we had quite a long conversation with the plaintiff and their lead attorney, Tom Renz, talked with him. And they were wonderful. They gave us all of their motion and pleading, said, we'll help you as soon as your attorney's on board. We've created this template um, that we can help you with. So we have that because it covers the state of emergency, which in turn also the mass mandate is part of that because it all falls under that state of emergency. When you say you're suing about the state of emergency and the mask mandate, whom are you suing for that? So we sue Governor Ducey against his order for the state of emergency because it's hinged on this COVID data, which isn't real, and we know that. And the mask mandate, when you look at the laws and the ARS statutes, as well as Maricopa County's board, their abilities of what they can do, there's nothing in there that says they can put a mask mandate in place. So all of this hinges on Governor Ducey's ability to have a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look at all of his, he's up to 60 executive orders this year, starting all the way back in March. And you look at all of the orders and how they started. His first executive order actually used, I don't remember the number, I'll say uh, ARS 348 or 336, whatever it was, which was a state of war. And we were never in a state of war. But when, he, when was that declared? That was his first executive order back in March. Okay. So he used the state of war. Well, we weren't in a state of war. We figured that nobody would ever look at it, I guess, and, in the general public. Right, exactly. So there's so many things that are just off. And he was to um, adjust it and look at it every two weeks. That didn't happen either. So basically, like you said, with starting out, we have these monarchs or dictators that are making decisions on their own with no oversight right. from anyone else. So the goal was, all right, we're going after Ducey in the state of emergency, Arizona Department of Health Services, because they're the ones that are putting these rulings out based on what COVID data there is and the deaths and the tests hinge on that, as well as Maricopa County and the mass mandate. So it all kind of came together. And with Ohio stands up, they have Ohio laws that they're going by. So even though we have a template that Ohio, that Tom Renz has created, we have our own laws and different laws here in Arizona that we will intertwine Mm -hmm. data to actually put it together for Arizona. So we decided we had to do a lawsuit. All of these little rallies and mass burnings and events that are going on. They're great. They bring people together. People feel like they're part of a group and they're standing up for something, but it's not going to stop what Ducey is doing with the state of emergency and the control that these people have over Arizona residents that don't have the right to do. They don't have the right to tell people to wear a mask. They're not health professionals. They have not tested every single individual in Arizona to see whether or not they can handle wearing a mask or if there's going to be ramifications from that person wearing a mask. 
there's there's so many things that are that are wrong with all of this. So we have to stop this. So we're literally fighting for everybody in Arizona. The kids that are in school, the last, uh, I call it a little tiny executive order that Kara Chris did for the kids in school. It was a couple weeks ago. Every single child in school over the age of two has to wear a mask. It's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. And and it's, it's government t- child abuse, right? It's I agree. I absolutely agree. It's child abuse. And when you think about little kids and them trying to understand facial expressions. Yeah. It's that and that's when hear. they're learning how to do that, too. Exactly. And the ones that can't hear, that are lip reading, there's so many things that are happening. We've watched a whole year disappear. Wow. Kids have lost an entire year of school with all of the stuff that's gone on. Isn't it interesting how this happens simultaneously in so many different states? Mm-hmm. In many cases, in a very similar manner. Yeah. So and it makes me wonder who's organizing behind the scenes that movement to they, make all the governors go insane. Not just they, the Democrat ones either, because Ducey's not officially Democrat. Well, kind well. <laughs> I mean, he's registered as a Republican, right? Right, but what is he acting like? Well, that's my point, is that it doesn't really matter what party they're in. No, no, you're right. It's happening. It's happening across the board. And, you know, like we've talked about, there's a larger agenda there. But that's that's what we decided to step up and do. And as we started collaborating with Ohio Stands Up and some of the other states, like Stand Up Michigan, um, we decided to start um, almost in a way of... of So we started rolling over to Arizona Stands Up oh, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. As I started Americans for Truth and Freedom, we started kind of pushing that to the side, and we created an actual nonprofit, uh, a 501c4 Arizona Stands Up. So as we rolled over, all of the branding and all of the verbiage comes from Arizona Stands Up. So we're collaborating with Ohio Stands Up, Stand Up Michigan, last Friday, I was blessed to be able to be on a Zoom um, to help support Missouri Stands Up as mm. they in their state uh, with some really great speakers. Tom Renzi, attorney, was on. Jason, the plaintiff from Ohio, some really, really good speakers. And then a lot of the people from Missouri to find out what's going on so they can stand up. Right. right. It's, happening, it's happening in other states. We're just better state to state. And I've had... The last few days, there's been a lot of conversations with people about, you know, looking at something more countrywide or how do we affect beyond. And I feel like the stuff that's going on with President Trump, that's going to get taken care of. You know, we keep praying until the very last day. We have until January 6th for anything to happen. Mm -hmm. But we have to take care of Arizona. Well, right. And if you do it nationwide with everything, the states have to do it differently according to each one's laws, right? Right. And we all have different executive orders. I was running through California's executive orders yesterday to help somebody to see, you know, what Newsom's been doing to them. Yeah. Have to kind of dig to see what some of the other states are doing, but we can only deal with Ducey, Department of Health Services, and Maricopa County to fight what they've done to the people. Right. We're seven, eight months in, and people are sadly, happily complying with having this, you know, mass. They're being told that they don't have to work anymore. They're going to have free money from now on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's bad and how many businesses have gone under mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just sad but this is the point now where it gets to, you know, the rubber meets the road at this point. People have to stand up because we're literally on the precipice of losing all of our freedom here yeah. and around the world with the agenda that's going on. Mm. And only affect where we're at. We have to fight where we're at. And if we do everything we can right. legally on the side of right, on the side of light and fight it, right. then we done everything we can and whatever happens after that yeah it, you know? it's it's clear that that has to be done because you know for example bill gates was just on tv saying that for our benefit you know to keep us safe and protected and save the world and things like that we have to wear masks till at least well into 2022 uh-huh. right you probably saw that yeah yeah and even something I saw today, just kind of off the off track, was um, the Pope starting. I got to think of the name of it. He's starting this whole group in conjunction with the Rothschilds and Mastercard. And I'm trying to think what it's called. Let's see if to I can make find. to make the whole world spiritual, basically, right? No, it's money based. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> it's called, and this is, and this is just, you know, this is just like the third pillar of everything we know that's going on. It's called yeah. the Council for Inclusive Capitalism with the Vatican. The Pope is doing wow. it. Wow, and that should guarantee happiness for everybody. I would think. Oh my goodness! So he now inclusive taking his little fingers into capitalism, and he is going to save the world. Because from, from capitalism, probably. Capitalism. Yeah. Paul, they're also calling their group, they have the guardians of inclusive capitalism. So it includes things like starvation and government control of everything and stuff like it's that. It's government and money control, and he and the Pope seems to know he's bringing these people together. I, Saw it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, Jesus, just come back now because. Yeah, the Pope has had some really interesting insights on how to fix the world yeah. over the years. It's, yeah, there's just so much behind the scenes that we know that's going on, but it, it, it always just comes down to it's very easy for us to start like looking way further and surmising what's going on but it's like we have to just we have to fight for our people here we have to fight for our families here and do what yeah. we can. it would be really good if some of the people that are actively fighting for communism should start realizing it's not really a very good idea right i know they're really devoted to it if they're out in the street beating people up over it but right you know it's just their own suicide is what they're fighting for yeah, and they don't, and they just don't realize it. It just, they don't realize it. And you look at oh. what Venezuela, it took one generation to turn Venezuela. Right. And and people just realize that. So along with the lawsuit that we're doing, which we need people to donate at fundly.com at Arizonans for Truth and Freedom. We need everybody to donate whatever they're able, because we're doing this for everybody in Arizona. Yeah. And then also just um, we're doing the peaceful assembly, so trying to get people. We're launching those this week. Um, 
we're going to end up showing up in stores. Um, Good. Mass off, educating people. There's going to be like sidewalk assemblies with signs on. on Where are you going to do that around Phoenix somewhere? It's going to be around Phoenix. I actually have a couple other groups. I have someone that's going to be starting a group up in Prescott. We have one down in Tucson. So people are going to start standing up and helping re-educate the public that it's okay to breathe free and take your mask off. So what are you going to do in a typical store that requires masks? Well, it depends on the store. If we need to go in with holding one up and then take it off when we meet in the center. Right. right. Or if we just go in one normally, we all go in as a group and meet in the center, head out two by two and start talking to people cards which talk about the masks and then talks about our website and the lawsuit and asking people to donate so it's just you know it's like you can take the mask off and breathe free there's a big uh, natural food chain i don't know if you have any of their stores there (laughs) natural grocers they're headquartered in colorado and they have all organic produce and some good things like that and they apparent somebody at the corporate office made a decision about two weeks ago, I think, if I'm remembering right. They had a very nice policy before where if you wanted to wear a mask, you could wear one. And if you didn't want to, and there weren't even people dying all over the floors or anything. It was very peaceful. No, Nobody was beating each other up. And then they changed their mind overnight. And they've been calling the police on people, having them dragged out and... There was a film of a lady in Colorado, an older lady with her husband, and she was thrown on the ground, and the police were kneeling on her back. And oh, my gosh. That was in a natural food store where they're supposed to be and know about health. So if you wow. go into a place like that, it's going to be really interesting because they'll probably just call a bunch of police. Well, and that's, and that's something so unlike, I call them Black Lives Marxists. Mm-hmm. Other than BLM, where it's on the side of dark, it's on the side of evil, we're on the other side. So we're going to go in and educate, smile, encourage, help people be brave. And if they want to threaten to call the police and the police are coming, we will just leave because we have the right to peaceably assemble, which is what we're going to do. That's true. We have that right. Those are also unalienable rights. Right. So you can't suspend them in an emergency. Mm-mm. And and it brings up, it takes me right back to what you were talking about in the beginning, some of the good chunky meat that you were saying, is where do these chains get the right to put their finger down and make people wear masks when there is no law? So whether it's natural... Well, there's, what they say, as you know, is we're a private business, and we right. can do whatever we want. Right. But they're but they're providing a service to the public. <clears throat> right. Right. So so there's a very fine line. And if you let some if you're telling someone and this happened to my daughter the other day and I filed a complaint a couple different places, is if someone has a health issue, can't wear a mask, you have to let them go. It's called discrimination if you don't. Yeah. And there's been a couple times where people have said, well, you have to wear a mask. And I said, no, I have a religious exemption. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, you need to go look at your website at your discrimination policy. And if you want to push this, that's discrimination. This is really an important key issue. Because one reason that governments get into fascism, which is the merging of the government with corporations, is that if they have something irritating like a constitution or laws, things like that, and it makes them really frustrated because they can't freely express their tyranny the way that they would like to. And um, they have private companies do it for them and claim that they have no restrictions. And I know the ADA rules that you're talking about are supposed to overcome that. And so in our town, two big health food store chains, first first, uh, natural grocers and then Whole Foods, just made the decision. Whole Foods just did it for tomorrow starting, I think. And they're saying, don't worry, because if you don't want to wear a mask, you can just wear a welding shield, you know, one of those weed eater face guards. Yeah. Just something to show that you're subservient and you will do whatever nonsensical order uh, you're given so that you'll be psychologically ready to take a vaccine every week. Exactly. Exactly. And people don't realize that this has been this this step-by-step control to comply. And like the masks have done, like they're doing something. And I had this lady yelling at me yesterday because I was waiting in line and I was talking to someone else. And I didn't have a mask. And she turns around and just starts yelling at me. Right. And I'm like, I'm healthy. I don't need a mask. It, right in the beginning of the so-called pandemic, they brought out this idea called asymptomatic <laughs> carriers. Right. And that was in anticipation of what you, argument that you just said. And it right. says... Well, this is the first time in history, at least on this planet, where you're not <laughs> sick and you have no symptoms and you're fine and you're carrying deadly diseases. And you're passing it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, she tra- and she tried that. She goes, well, you could be a carrier. I said, it comes with symptoms. Asymptomatic means no symptoms. That means you're not sneezing. You're uh, not coughing. You're not passing anything. That's what that means. The health authorities actually admitted that a few months ago, yeah. but they didn't bother telling most people. No, it just keeps sneaking by. They just sneak yeah. by. They don't, they don't want it to hear. And like, besides, if the masks were valid, they would never let you wear the welding shield. Or Actually, it's not tinted, so it's not welding. It's more for running a weed eater or something. It's right. to get the rocks to bounce off your face, right? <laughs> they, they wouldn't let you do that because... Those shields have a big hole in the bottom, you know, right. where you can just kill everybody in the store by breathing out. And they would not let you do that if it was real. <laughs> but, but it's okay if you pull like, you know, a pair of pantyhose up over your face or a, or a handkerchief. Just something that shows that you obey. That you're, that you're complying. It's not right. anything. And right. that's what people need. I, I don't know how to get through a lot of the people just because they've been so indoctrinated that it's not doing anything but making you submit to what you've been told. Yeah, well, to be fair, it is actually cutting down your oxygen. But that's true. Other than that, yeah, and, and it's giving real- you more, and it's you, you know, more CO two, yeah. hypoxia, yeah. and so it's hurting your start. immune system, right? And there's, they've been throwing people off of airplanes and 
recently they had this family that was thrown out because their two-year-old wouldn't wear the mask. I saw that. That was so sad. That was, it's, it's coming to that point of they're pushing people over the edge. This is it's, it, it's to the beginning of that. When they make it totally impossible to get to your bank or to use a credit card or to buy food or to drive your car or to yeah. leave your house, it's going to be more intense. Yeah. And it's, so what you're doing is not too early. I mean, it needs to be as much as possible. Right. right. And that's why we're just like, we're, we want to get this launched. We want to get it going. We have to push the envelope. And the biggest thing is getting to discovery. Whether or not the very end we win or not is not the point. It's to, it's to show the people they have the right to stand up and show the people that the truth has to come out. We get to discovery. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like Pandora's box is going to come open because there's nothing in it. There's no data. There's no proof. All of the, all of the death data and the, and the, PCR and the COVID information is all bogus. Yeah. It's not true. I don't know if you saw it was yesterday or the day before that the CDC has now combined all the influenza, pneumonia, and COVID. So no wonder there's no flu this year. There is no flu. Yeah, actually, well, they've kind of combined it, but they've actually substituted it. The flu and all those things are just eradicated. Right. Now, the flu shots now finally worked, and they cured everybody. <laughs> they cured now, everybody. The only and thing now, that's left is COVID. It's just COVID. Yeah. So it's PIC. That's how they're designating it. Now, there's no more flu and influenza, and there's been no more deaths this year than any other year in history. It's the same average. So where's this horrible, huge 200 million people that Biden said that died from COVID? Yeah. When there's not even it must have been a really good cleanup effort, right? <laughs> we didn't we didn't see we didn't see everybody go. Right. Just the the deception is huge. All you know, so it's getting it's getting that information now. It's getting it's making Department of Health Services produce everything. Like when we started a few months back, <clears throat> my partner who's on the board with me mm. sending out FOIA requests. So the Freedom of Information Act, everybody has the right, the public has the right to see every piece of information that goes in and out of any public office. So she did FOIA request uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Department of Health Services, Kara Chris, do see everybody looking for emails, information that had COVID, mm-hmm. death, mm-hmm. any of this stuff. We were blocked all the way. We've well, been blocked. That's what makes me wonder about the discovery idea, because, yeah, you might get discovery, but getting it out to people is really the issue, right? Well, and that would be that to me, that would be easy. It's going to be it's going to take longer to get them to produce it because they just don't want to give it up. But if they're in contempt times, you know, it's going to be like any normal court case where the judge is going to say, yeah, you have to produce it and they're not going to do it. And then you have to ask again. You're not going to do it. Well, then you're in contempt of court. So to play this legal game, but we have to get to the point to where the information comes out and we can give it to the people and say, here's the truth. Yeah. Lies that have been happening. And you need to get 
judges that aren't corrupted. You know, one of the things we found out now is that the Supreme Court is all traitors, at least seven of them, Mm -hmm. and possibly all of them, because the other two might have been just told, well, you two dissent, but don't say anything big, you know, just don't vote the same way just to make it look like it's real. Yeah. But at least seven out of nine are, are traitors to the country. And, and I think about that, and I wonder, you know, God has such a great way of bringing good out of everything. I wonder what the ultimate plan is. Like Jenna Ellis put yeah. out about what this really looks like, even with the justices throwing it out and not wanting to deal with it. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Like what happens before when the electors go, when it goes to the House and the Senate? when Vice President Pence actually oversees that singular vote state by state, maybe there's a reason. Obviously, yes, there probably are traitors because they threw it out and they should have stood up for the states because it's all about the states having disagreements with each other. And they they refuse to look at it. Exactly. And then yesterday or the day before, there were some states like Nevada that actually sent alternate electors Right. And then they were barred from actually getting into where they need to go yeah. in some places like in Michigan. And I think some of the, I think some of the states, I want to say, I mean, I heard yesterday that we also sent the same amount of electors from the Republican side. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if ours were an even amount. I don't know if ours just went towards Biden and the Democrat electors. I don't know. But all of those go to uh, Washington, and then they're looked at and counted, and then depending on if they're apparently, according to Jenna's statement, it's like if there's anyone that you know goes against it, saying, "Hey, you know, I, I, whatever, I, I don't agree or whatever," then it goes to a singular count. And I'm just, I'm just praying, you know, our founding fathers put the Constitution together. I think there's one one required dissent or objection from the Senate and one from the House. And they have um, to second it, and then they can move forward to that singular count. So maybe, maybe it goes to right. that. But it really does come down to we're now at a place where it's not countrywide, it's state by state. This is really a, a state by state fight at this point. But it also right. is the corruption across the board, even yeah. Attorney Barr. Yeah, yeah. Barr was always on the negative side from the beginning. And and it also shows what the media is doing, because the media is saying there's no disagreement. All the electors are for Biden. Right, right. And they're already showing him as president-elect, and he's cabinet. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the country does not agree. And the media is complicit with the agenda. Mm Mm-hmm. Governments are complicit. The governors, I think it was, um, was it uh, General McKierney that said Trump should call martial law and go out and yeah, in that's treasonous? Right. Yeah. It's been pointed out, though, that martial law, there's no um, provision for it in the Constitution, but there is a provision for the Insurrection Act, which could have been done before now. And, of course, if that were done, the media would say, this is proof. Trump is Hitler or worse, right? Right. 
So it's it's a giant it's a giant chess game. I mean, it's, yeah. it comes down to the game that's being played is affecting people's lives, and the people need to stand up. These are our lives, and our kids' lives, and our grandkids' lives, and our health. They have to stand up. They yeah. have to do something. Yeah, part of the problem is the lack of real education that people have been learning all this complete nonsense in school for so many decades now. They have no clue about economics. They don't know why getting free money is not great. You know, I mean, things like that are a big issue. They, They don't know how to use their own common sense to evaluate health ideas to see if they're valid. And they believe that taking, eating uh, poisonous chemicals crunched into a little white circle makes you yeah. healthy. You know that that's really smart and advanced. Yeah, and the, and I didn't even realize. I mean, I knew uh, Gates was behind the Impossible Meat, but looking oh, yeah. at the World Economic Forum and the goals of and the farming that, that they're changing the farming in India to have everything be owned like something like the farmers have to trade their carbon their soil for money. exactly some random thing so they're literally trying to stop all normal natural farming mm-hmm. and eat fake foods people don't realize how big and how far this is and if you didn't have some grasp on it you would think well this is just crazy like 10 years ago 20 years ago it's conspiracy. no nobody would ever believe it Nobody would believe it. And, and it's, it's real. I mean, this is happening, and it's getting planned, and it's coming if people yeah. do something. The whole carbon thing is like the pandemic. It's a complete hoax. And I, I say that as a real dedicated environmentalist person, but the environment has been twisted. The cause of the environment has been twisted into a complete scam like so many other things that are basically valid. You know, sustainability is a valid point, but the way it's being used is suicidal. And people, because of their education, they don't have the common sense to tell the difference anymore. Right. Car- carbon is uh, essential. You can't, CO2 in that form is essential. It, it's what plants breathe in. Right. Like we, and if it goes up, the plants get more lush. This is a right. very low period of carbon dioxide right now. And if mm-hmm. you expand the graph out so that it's more than just the immediate present and go out into the longer timeline, this is carbon's almost at an all-time low. So it's just a complete nonsensical scam. Yeah, and they just keep they just keep putting it on. The people trying to get them to believe there's all these issues happening. I was reading as I was going through trying to help somebody with his executive orders. There was a Newsom's order. It was just a couple back and it was by the year 2030, there would be nothing but zero emission cars in California and a third of the coastline a third of California's coastline would be put aside for um, observation and... No trespassing by humans. Exactly. No, you know, the water and soil erosion, it would be all protected. Mm -hmm. A 
third of California's coastline. Well, what third are you taking? What right, third- protected is an interesting way to put it. You know, it's just that humans are excluded. And I think it's really worth it for people to understand more of the larger plan if they can. It's like your rulers may not actually be trying to help you. Right. This is shocking, but you need to be willing to look at it for the sake of the future. Right. Well, and I love how, um, see if I can find it, how somebody put the statement about uh, the guardians of the capitalism for the uh, for the Pope. But it was, she made a statement, she goes, these 27 devout, morally outstanding individuals all hail from the golden 1%. So let's call them the Pope's 27 billion disciple, billionaire disciples. So who guards over the guardians? The corporate elite themselves. That's, yeah, exactly. It's that, it's that less than 1% of the big money around the world that is creating this for everybody else. And uh, It's way less than 1%. Yeah. I mean, one out of 100 people are not billionaires. Right. It, it's a much, much, much smaller fraction. But that, those 27 people yeah. on the world are controlling what's happening to everyone else. Right. And there are bosses above them as well. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a pyramid-shaped power structure. Yeah. But and it only just, works if everybody's psychologically made helpless. Well, and, and they've done a great job. I mean, it took seven yeah. to get everybody to be complicit. And granted, it's been, you know, preparing for years, you know, I was asleep at the wheel. Some of the things my girls were being taught in school, we thought we taught the right things, and we didn't know that they were being indoctrinated in school the last three, four generations. Yeah. I had a couple, well, more than a couple people asked me, well, why can't you find attorneys that will do this for free? Why can't you find constitutional attorneys to take on this lawsuit? And I said, well, there's, there's two things happening here. One is we've had 30, 40, 50 years of, uh, indoctrination by the higher echelon on these attorneys being taught exactly what they're supposed to do at Yale and Harvard and all the big schools. So they're not going to go against the grain on what they've been taught. They've been taught to only look at laws that have been passed, not think about our constitution, not think right. about natural rights. I looked at the curriculum for a law school in Arizona yesterday yeah. And out of all the classes that they were offering, and of course, right now, everybody's terrified of COVID, so um, they're doing it mostly online at the moment. But um, out of all the classes, I couldn't find one that even mentioned the Constitution. See? I mean, it's the Constitution's in their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in their way of what they want to do. And then the other thing was because, you know, nobody wanted to stand up, whoever takes this on and, you know, praise the Lord for Tom Renz and Robert Garza's in Ohio to stand up going, we have to fight for our rights in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Their name, they're putting their firm and they're putting everything else on the line because this isn't just a full time Mm -hmm. lawsuit. We're going up against the big boys. Right. And it's not just that they're rich. They hire killers. You know, I think that's the concern of the people on the Supreme Court. I'm just guessing, but 
I mean, it's a really simple procedure. You just threaten to kill their families, and they'll vote however you want. Yeah. And I think that's standard procedure now. And that's just, and, and that's, didn't, isn't that mafia? I mean, isn't that even like bigger it's, than the mafia? It's probably worse, you know, because it's globally coordinated. It's globally coordinated. Yeah. And, and how, it's just, it's just so ugly. It's so evil and it's so ugly. Yeah. That's the thing about, you know, this, what they call the real world, you know, this three-dimensional environment we're in. It's got incredible beauty in it. And it's got unimaginable darkness as well. Yeah. Right at the moment, darkness is in the cycle of trying to take over. And what just happened in America, putting in someone who's basically an employee of the communists to be president, is, I mean, it's like you don't even know what to say about it. It's so unbelievable. Yeah. And so many people thinking it's great. I've talked to people in the Democrat political party, mm-hmm. and they thought, yeah, and this is wonderful. I mean, our main policy, well, they don't say it in these words, but their main policy is hate Donald Trump. And yeah, there are, I think, a lot of major areas of ignorance that he has still that need to be corrected, supporting GMOs and 5G and all kinds of things like that. But he's not caught in my assessment, not trying to destroy the country. And the other side is specifically try, intending to do that and announcing that they'll do that. Right. Indefinite lockdowns and things like that. Yeah. And I mean, Biden's already said, you know, the first hundred days, you're going to have to wear a mask. And even Fauci and like you said, Gates have said, no, we're going to need it at least until 2022. Well, yeah. it has nothing to do with the masks. No, and they've said that even even after you start getting your shots all the time, that you still have to wear a mask, and the right. shots won't prevent the disease. But you just right. have to you have to do them because it just protects you, even though it doesn't protect you. <laughs> and it's changing your DNA, like forever. Well, yes, you get a, a, extra benefits like that. Yeah, they don't and know the little... what it's going to turn you into. Well, exactly. actually, I think they do know. I I totally disagree with all the people that are saying, well, these are untested. I don't think that the rulers are that sloppy. They're just not publicly tested. And for them to come along so fast. And I think about when Fauci actually made this virus back in the Wuhan lab in 2015. Mm -hmm. They spent for almost five years playing with it. Yeah. They had five years to create whatever they needed. Right. Do as a fake vaccine, a real vaccine, whatever. They right. had five years when they combined that. Right. And they could release one that's actually dangerous. You know, the current one, yeah, there are some people that you analyze symptomatically, not by the PCR test. And you can tell they can't breathe and their lungs work fine and they may be affected by this virus, but it's easily taken care of quickly within a day or two. But they could release one that's more dangerous. So, right. Well, remember remember that statement, and it was probably about, I don't know, six, seven months ago after it started, but Bill, Gate, Bill and Melinda Gates were um, doing an interview. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, when people 
when people grin and smile over something that's really horrible, you know, there's just... He does that a lot, yeah. And and he, they literally said, he sits there and he goes, oh, the next one will get their attention. Yeah, I, I remember that. Remember that? And they both grinned. And I know, I'm, I know. <laughs> so evil. And the interviewer seemed to notice nothing wrong with the hut at all. I'm like, are you kidding me? In they, fact, they also went on Colbert, or Steve, or Bill did anyway. And he said, and Colbert says, we didn't listen to you, Bill. You know, you're so wise. And what should we be listening to you about now? And he said, well, actually, the next one is going to be the release of a bioweapon. And, but don't worry, because all the restrictions we're doing for this one are going to get you really well prepared for the next one. Exactly. So I, you know, I we can we can think about or surmise like what could happen that if people didn't comply well enough this time, the next one that's coming yeah. would be rougher. Now, who knows if it's in the vaccine itself? Who knows if it's yeah, exactly differently? We don't even know. And it was really interesting. I I, um, I know it'll be really fun when you have um, Dr. Henry Ely on and have a conversation. He'll be here soon, yeah. I had, uh, my friend and I were talking today, and I actually get to um, talk with him again later tonight, but a question came up, and it's a really interesting one, and I want to get his input on it too, but she works for a state, she's a state auditor in the health department, Uh and she has to help watch communities and senior living communities to help them deal with COVID and the best way to handle it. Well, they're already getting ready to launch the vaccines in different States. And even here in Arizona, Ducey's executive order 57 talks about the mandated vaccines and he's putting the onus on the employers. So if anybody's worried about the vaccine coming out in Arizona, well, it's ready to come out and the employers are going to start implementing it. So look at exactly. Order 57, because Ducey snuck that one by. Yeah. And, but talking about, okay, so, so tell me what, tell me what's going to happen with this. So say the vaccines start being given to, let's just start with the elderly. Right. That's the plan, right. Right. So we start with them and the PCR test right now, which doesn't even work. And it's being used to gauge whether or not someone's positive or negative for COVID test. What happens, because we know a normal flu vaccine contains flu virus from the year before or whatever. Yeah. Help you build antibodies, right? Well, that's what they tell people. That's what they tell you. So what happens? So what would happen to you if you took the COVID vaccine and you got like extra COVID put in you, a new, a more COVID virus, like we get the flu virus because it's just the flu. What is going to happen when you take that test again, when the PCR test is run again? Do you think it'll show positive again? Well, a couple of things about that. One is that you don't have, I don't think you have to worry about any of the actual SARS-CoV-2 virus being in the vaccine. Because even CDC doesn't have access to any of it. It's not available. So where is it? No one that I have talked to knows if it's anywhere. It's not in the vaccine, that's for sure. 
But uh, if you if you give someone of it, so here's well, there are pieces of things that they use to manufacture the SARS-CoV-2 virus, okay. one of which is part of HIV. And right. so people that are getting that are testing positive for HIV. But the main thing that's in there in addition to all that is the ability to actually go into the nucleus of the cell right. and change the DNA into a GMO organism that Correct. may then become the property of the vaccine company. Correct. Or the property of the government because it may have nanobots in it and they're going to be able to track it with the 5G. Right, right. That'll let's protect think of you just, much better. Right. So let's think of just a normal, we take our normal flu vaccine every year. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm just thinking like how she or anyone else would help someone understand the testing. Normal flu vaccines have part of the flu in them from prior years to help build antibodies. Right. A normal vaccine, the COVID vaccine, should have some of the COVID virus, the, the SARS-2 COVID virus in there. Or something like it, yeah. Right. But nobody, nobody tests for flu after you get the flu vaccine. What's going to show up when you're tested for... In the PCR test? Yes. Well, the thing is that the PCR test doesn't just not work like at random, and have right. positives and negatives. The PCR procedure, which is really a procedure, not a test, is adjustable. And it's adjustable by what's called cycles. So if you don't want to find anything, you just keep the cycles below a certain threshold, and you get a negative result, no matter what's in the person. If you want to show that they're positive, you just run more cycles, and it doesn't even matter if it exists in the person, you can show that it's positive. It'll show up. So it's totally what you sent it by. So I guess what they would do, because the whole point of getting people to take, even though Fauci said you're going to have to keep your mask on after the virus, yeah. the whole point of getting the COVID vaccine would be to stop COVID so you wouldn't get it. That would right. be- so you just turn down the cycles on the test and everybody's negative. And everybody's and vac- negative. And the vaccine was great. And the vaccine worked great. And if everybody dies from the vaccine or a whole bunch of people, which is probably going to happen, mm-hmm. that's COVID-19 deaths. And they didn't get the vaccine fast enough, unfortunately. Right, right. Or enough of them. Right. They need boosters. Right. And it comes in like three sets or something or whatever. It's yeah. just- The older people need five was the last I heard. But that's probably five per year. It's circular reasoning, yeah. but it's not like the PCR test is random. It's whatever number of cycles they set it on, that's what they're going to find. And what Kerry Mullis said, who invented the test, is literally his words where you can find anything in anybody. So it has nothing to do with what's actually there. Right. And I was reading through it today. I started digging in. I looked at him, and it was interesting that he died August 2019. He was only 74. Right on time. Um, But then also, what it was actually used for, what it was actually found, and it's more DNA than anything else. So it was HIV. It was cancer. it It was TB. It was specific DNA that the PCR test was finding. And I'm thinking then just, just the thought of like, why would they have ever even used it for a virus when? Because it's perfect. It's basically a magnifying glass. 
that is very powerful. And what Carrie Mullis said is that there are, you know, trillions of little bits of things inside ourselves. And he said, whatever you want to find, use this because you'll find it, even if there's practically none of it there. And then you just adjust it by whether you want to show that it's really bad. It's perfect for this application. It's just, it's so messed up. And it's, it's what it's, it's this 35 cycles, but it's also the temperature. It's like a thermal temperature. It can go up and down like 10 degrees and and it makes a difference. I'm sure it would. Yeah. But if they wanted to show that the vaccine was successful, do 10 cycles. It's going to be incredible. You know, the vaccine as a, that's what they used for the Pfizer and the other test results is they just adjust cycles. So they'll just be, they'll be healed. So then, then what is the point if everyone's healed from the vaccine? What's the point of the mask? A new virus. A new one coming out. Yeah, it's going to be worse. The one that Gates said it'll get your attention. Yeah, yeah. I think this is primarily a psychological operation. And if they can do it without an actual dangerous virus, then the people in charge don't have to take any precautions because they know there's no danger. If they release a really bad one, it's going to affect them too. And this way it doesn't. Well, and everybody's, you know, a majority of the population the last seven months has happily complied and they're complying and they think, you know, the the government is just taking care of them through all of it. Well, they're so well programmed. I think it's just emotionally impossible to believe that all the authorities could be lying. You know what most people think. There's no way that anybody could be that organized. Yeah. And we've been taught that conspiracies don't exist. Yeah. And to think how long it's been in the works to plan this. Well, the conspiracy thing, learning that those don't exist, I think that started in 1963. (laughs) They've been working on it for a while. Yeah. If not, if not even before one, one cool, Another cool thing that came up that's going to help our our lawsuit also that's new. Um, My partner ended up getting a phone call from one of the attorneys at uh, Liberty Council. And it's one of the, you know, pro bono firms that are out there trying to help people. And they're just inundated. You know, they can only take some of the other ones that are out there. He did give her some good information. They tend to... Um, fight for um, religious freedoms. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. I was looking on their website before we started talking just to get a little more information because they're literally saying we can use everything that they've done so far with their lawsuits that will end up helping ours because this really does come down to right. churches that have been discriminated against and our, our First Amendment right of freedom of religion as well as freedom of free speech and taking the mask off because it covers the glory of God. But this was kind of cool. This was today, um, December 15th. Today, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which we know the Ninth Circuit, ruled in favor of Calvary Chapel, Dayton Valley, and Calvary Chapel, Lone Mountain, and their lawsuit against Nevada Governor Steve Sislak's unconstitutional worship bans. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. 
So here again, and, and then it goes back to in July, because I knew they were working on, I thought they were standing up for one of the California churches, that one that was really getting hit by Newsom, the big one. Right. In July, the U.S. Supreme Court previously ruled five to four against injunctive relief for the Nevada churches while the appeal was pending in the Ninth Circuit. However, now the justices have decided in favor of the New York City synagogues and Roman Catholic churches for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Cuomo, and then create the mandate to strike down these unconstitutional orders. So how cool is it that in New York and Nevada, the right. religious rights have been protected? It's great. And that means not all the judges are corrupt at this point. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a couple that are that are good. So this is going to help us because that's something that I've been thinking about a while back is weaving in um, the religious freedoms because this, this incorporates so much. This isn't just, I mean, this is our constitutional rights, freedom of assembly, freedom of free speech, freedom of religion. This is what right, right. we have those God-given natural rights that we talked about. And... Thank goodness that these judges are standing up for that because these churches that have stayed closed, you know, whether or not they've taken money on the, from the government to stay closed, it's really going to be a cleaning house time for churches. Mm-hmm. They're standing on the word and the rock. And there's been a yeah. few down here that have stayed open through the whole time, which has been amazing. Wow. Wow. Churches I went to that were teaching on Revelation, which I thought was appropriate. Yeah. A lot of the big ones that haven't and stayed closed and, and are scared. I'm like, where where is your strength of standing not only on your constitutional rights, but on the word of God? You know, There's a restaurant in Los Angeles that uh, requires everybody to take their mask off to eat there. And they're still operating so far. And and that's what it's going to take. And that's why, you know, as we go out and we do these peaceful assemblies and people start standing up, it's like they have to be brave and they have to do it. At this point, with 60% of all the businesses going out of business forever, decades of businesses, they have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. You know, the, the legacy of the country is not just the Constitution. It's also the courage that was displayed by at least some of the people back then to put freedom as a pretty high priority. And this restaurant that I mentioned gets a lot of death threats and from the hired assassins from the government, I suspect. And um, so they responded by putting a message on their phone, which I called to see if it worked. And it says, if you want to make a reservation for the restaurant, press one. If you want to, uh, register a death threat, press two, and leave your name and home address so that my cousin Guido can come and get the other details from you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> in other that's words, awesome. they're not just closing in terror, you know. Okay. They, yeah, it's like they can't, they have to stop cowering in fear. They have to just stand up for their rights right. and thinking the government is do, is doing it for their good because they're not. They have yeah. to. There's nothing to lose anymore other than permanent loss of freedom. Yeah, exactly. It's like back when they were teaching history in schools, I don't know when that stopped, but they talked about uh, famous speakers saying, give me liberty or give me death. Like 
you know, New Hampshire adopted it for their state motto and things like that. And people memorize those phrases, but that's different than actually saying, okay, now you have the choice, you know, make a choice. What are you going to do? Right. And do a situation like that. And then, you know, it, it does come down to that, that choice. And we, you know, all of our servicemen and women that have fought for us all this time and given their lives for our freedom. So where, at what point do we not stand up for the freedom? And if, if the attacker is in the costume of corporations and health agencies, are we smart enough to recognize it? Exactly. And are we willing to stand to stand up? Right. Um, we're starting to have some shirts made that people will be able to to purchase. It has Arizona stands up on our website on the back. Excellent. Okay. But we also have, and it's going to be really cool because the front of the shirts are going to say, "You've been lied to. Take off your mask." Yeah, um, that's great. On the back, we have a Benjamin Franklin quote, which all of us really like, and it says. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety does neither liberty nor safety. Right. And it was right, Benjamin. That's a good one. So, you know, they have to realize all of our, you know, my dad was in World War II. He was yeah. a frontline um, in the German, uh, in, in Germany when it was going on. I have some really mm-hmm. cool stuff. So it's like our, our families and our forefathers have all fought for us. And this is another fight. We're all going to have to fight because this yeah. is freedom of our country and humanity moving forward. This isn't, we're not going to get out of this unscathed. Right. And interestingly enough, mentioning World War II, it was the same power structure that arranged to create World War II as it is working to destroy the country and the world right now. Yeah. So a lot of this comes down, you know, to, all right, you've got a good idea right now and you're putting energy into it, an organization. But does it go the rest of the way? And that that really depends on keeping that same energy going into it and enough money. Right. And along with the rest of the brainwashing, we've been uh, told that money's really bad and you shouldn't mm-hmm. have any of it, actually, if you want to be a good person. And it's better right. to be starving. And that the authorities and the churches and everybody will take care of your money for you so it doesn't pollute you. And uh, you you can just stay virtuous and starving. But the problem, there's a lot of problems with that. You know, money is not evil at all. It's a tool like anything else. And it depends what you use it for. And it's just, it gets a bad reputation because when people get a whole bunch of money, you find out what they're like. Because right. they feel free to act like they really are. It's not the fault of the money. Right. So for what you're doing to work, the rest of the way, you need as much money as possible, right? Not yeah. just not exactly the amount to pay for the retainer and nothing else. No, because it'll it's going to go on for a while. I mean, it would be great the twenty five grand for the retainer. <laughs> that was all, but it won't be it. It could be anywhere from you know hundred to two hundred thousand dollars or more. Because this is going to be a fight, right? And- it's going to take some time. So I'm it's, sure there's going to be all kinds of other business expenses as well. Yeah. And You're it's just right kind of publicity and things like that. Exactly. And there's, and there's 
advertising we'd like to do to help get the word out to everybody in Arizona. Yeah. I'm doing to fight for them. There's a lot of things to do, but everybody's volunteering. Um, you know, the group is really starting to grow. People are excited about these peaceful assemblies starting to launch. We've got um, seven, eight groups started that are getting ready to head out and start having some fun. Oh, that's great. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun, but yeah. It, it, and if things go south and everything happens the way it is, people may not even have the money that they think they have. So it's like at this point in time, if they have, yeah. it's like they need to put it towards something that's actually fighting for their future. Exactly. Um, okay. So if they want to support you and I think everybody should, how do they do that? So they can put a donation into, they can go to fundly.com. So F U N D L Y fundly.com and it's Arizonans for truth and freedom. So there's a slash after com, right? Right. Okay. And then what? Arizonans for truth and freedom. Okay. And then our website where they can find out more information, what's going on, what we're doing is uh, www.az standsup.org okay so they can also donate through there as well there's a link to the fundly platform there but all the money yeah. uh just heads that way and is sitting there waiting for the full retainer okay oh, we need big donors we need little donors you know i, yeah. I think every, and, there, and every all Arizona, the ones in between too you yeah know. every arizona only has a dollar or five dollars that's still great yeah and it actually benefits the person who helps you that way because there's an energetic exchange there but yeah. also the people who have a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or something like that and they're yeah. still fine they can pay their bills and do their life they should do that amount or yeah ones that Any, are really have a anything lot. helps yeah anything's going to help because every single dollar gets us closer to that goal and it's going to be a yeah. long yeah, long raising and long-term fight don't believe that money is not good that's just no. depends on what you do with it you know if you hire people to do bad things then the, that money is not very good but it's yeah. not the fault of the money so do something good with it, right? Do something good with it. Yeah, we're fighting for everybody. I mean, it's literally, we're just fighting for everybody in Arizona. We just have to stop so people can take their lives back, take their right to breathe back. Yeah. Business is open 100% without discrimination. People be able to shop when they want to shop. Yeah. There's this whole virus is bogus there's a 99.997 recovery rate there's a 94% recovery rate for people over 70 it's it's you know like somebody mentioned the other day they're thinking it's more of like a swine flu it's a flu and and people have to wake up right right they have to take their lives back yeah yeah exactly because it's a decision point if you don't if you think it's inconvenient to deal with it now then there's they're they're going to have real deaths from this because they'll they'll come from the vaccine and yeah. the long term effect of the masks and those will all be called COVID nineteen deaths and they'll yeah. be able to prove that you need twice as many shots and then twice as many people will die and they'll say we weren't fast enough and here's some new vaccines that'll really help you and it's just going to yeah. keep going like that so it'd be better yeah. not to go that way 
Yeah. And it just it just scares me when they talk about, you know, we're going to start with all the frontline healthcare workers, our elderly, yeah. um, people that are susceptible, our African Americans, our First Nation. Right. You know, it that just scares me. Yeah. Going after And they're they're right that those people are more susceptible to health problems because anytime your skin is darker, it filters out more of the sunlight. And to get sunlight's even better than just D three, but D three's a good substitute. And but for the sunlight itself, which is really what we're designed to use to support the immune system, the darker your skin is, the more of it you need. Right. So it's not because they think you're a poor victim if you're a member of a certain nationality. Yeah. It's just physiology. You know, right. if your skin is really light, all the sunlight gets right into it. In fact, you have to be careful you don't get too much all at once. But if your skin is darker from ancestors coming from, you know, Central America or n- Southern India or somewhere in the middle of Africa not too many generations ago, that's a protective uh, mechanism of the body to not absorb too much sunlight. And then you move that person to a temperate zone climate and they're deficient. And then you are in trouble too. So, and all, and yeah, and all of those basic things that we do to stay healthy and keep our gorgeous immune system healthy, you know, the vitamin D, the things that have worked through this whole COVID nonsense, you know, the hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Zinc, I take, you know, zinc, normal vitamins once in a while, and echinacea. I stay healthy. I eat healthy. People have a good immune system. They're going to be fine. Yeah, the media has decided that it's really evil to say that. Yeah. And that it's better if nobody knows. Yeah. We're in a really interesting situation. And it's kind of like, I think it's a consciousness test for humanity. Are we going to get some of our perceptive ability and common sense back in time so that we don't fall for all all this stuff? Are we going to be dominated by fear and have our vision completely lost? Well, it's it's separating people. You know, I talked about before, I've lost family and friends over this because they don't see what's going on and they think I'm crazy for speaking. I do when we really do see the truth and it's it the chasm is getting wider between the people that see and the people that don't see. I know. It's scary because are they going to see in time? Right. And I think you can't just try to force somebody to change their opinion. You've got to be an example. And a lot of it is what they pick up from you subliminally. So if the energy is combative and they feel like you're just forcing them to do what you think is right, right. then there's a defensive reaction. And if there's a different subtle energy, then there's a better chance that they won't be defensive against it. Yeah. So. They just need to open their eyes, take their blinders off and open their eyes. And that applies also to people within the power structure, within the media. Um, Nobody's really the enemy underneath the programming. Everybody's the same. So it's just getting to it. So we're really inviting people within any power position in government or corporations or media, or if you're a monitor, or if you're in charge of censoring things so that people won't know the truth, um, you might want to reconsider because there are laws of nature that uh, don't care what you believe. And one of them is whatever you do to somebody else comes back to you multiplied. 
Right. So, and I think, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to come to that point because like the, in the grocery stores or somebody, you know, standing on that lady or yeah, like yeah. what happened the other day, the, the manager of Sprouts, you know, harassing her. And I, and I think at what point will you stand up and step out of what you are doing because you know it's wrong? Right. And a lot of those people will criticize somebody else for doing evil for a paycheck and not want to look at the fact that they're doing it too. Yeah. They're going to have to make a choice. It's, it, it's coming. I think the vaccine gonna, is going to be the choice for people when it gets to that point, because with Ducey's executive order, right. uh, putting the onus on the employers, you know, all these big employers are going to start first and they're going to tell their employees, well, to work here, you have to get your vaccine. We're starting and people are going to have to make that decision. Yeah. Find out about the vaccine situation. And, you know, we're told that they are, in fact, doctors are told in school. They're not taught. They're told to memorize that that's one of the best advances in modern medical science and science in general in the last 200 years. They don't know that. They memorized it. And there's a difference. And, you know, real education has to come back. And they're not thinking for themselves. Right, most of them aren't. And the ones that are get really attacked. And it comes right back to, was it Patrick Henry or somebody that did the speech with give me liberty or death? It's not that they wanted to die so much. It's they realized that freedom is really pretty important. It's like more than almost anything. Yeah. It's 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 everything right now because we're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. If it falls and goes south. Yeah, exactly. And we're supposed to be the example for the world. And in fact, that's a good kind of nationalism. The media tried to say that nationalism is really bad. It's where you want to go out and kill all the other countries. It's nothing like that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, nationalism means you make your country a great place for people to live as an example to everybody else. And that's the real foreign aid is inspiration. You don't have to steal the money from the taxpayers and give it away. Yeah. And like you said earlier too, there's other countries they're looking to us to get, because if we don't get through this, there's nowhere to go. They're not, not anymore. I mean, a lot of people have thought, wow, we're about to go into a tyrannical situation, you know, with, so many things pointing that way. Where can you move to? And I can't, I, I've looked at that for a long time and I can't think of one place. No. So there's, there's nowhere left to go. I mean, we're the last bastion of freedom. Yeah, which means what we do is really important. What everybody we, does is really important, but we're supposed to yeah. set an example, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we have to make sure that all of the evil breaks apart so that. What's coming doesn't happen. That happens if automatically if good gets strong and conscious enough. So, kind of up to us. Up anyway, to us. it'd be fun to get updates from you as things develop. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again for letting me come on. This is great. Yeah, great. I hope you get billions of dollars because money's not evil and it needs to go to good companies. <laughs> 
Well, we don't we don't need billions. We don't even need millions. But well, if, I ask, if I ask for billions, maybe you'll get a million or something like okay. that. Okay. Well, we just need enough to get through the lawsuit and and let people yeah. know on that we're fighting. And be able to function during that whole process, whatever. Yeah. 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 It's just just not getting out and helping you know, everybody. Don't have to not eat for a week while you do the lawsuit or something like that. <laughs> well, that would be okay. <laughs> Fasting is actually good for you. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. good for the soul. Hang on and we'll say goodbye in the break here and hopefully we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you to Julie Wentz. That was great. There she goes, you guys. And I encourage you to go to her sites. I wrote them down. acstandsup.org and americansfortruthandfreedom.com. And if you have money to donate, and it's really good to donate, even, you know, if you have very little, donate a dollar or less or, what you know, whatever you can, unless it's going to really hurt you. Because that energy somehow keeps a, a cycle flowing, and it makes more more come to you. It's not that you would do it for that reason, but it's all designed that if we... Even if we don't have any money, just send good thoughts or do something, you know, because it we're all deeply connected on the spirit level. And um, people that are doing good causes like Julia's, who started it with basically no resources or money, they are good people to support. And she's not just for herself, but she's being an example to people in other states. And it's a critical time not just in America, uh, which it is in America because we're on this real turning point and the events that have been happening lately make it very clear that it's the consciousness of the general population that really makes a big difference, at least a certain percentage of us. You know, if we can take the responsibility and try to shake off the hypnosis and shake off the fear and tension and relax because... There's this myth that if you're really tense and worried and, you know, looking all around with and, you know, uh, thinking that bad things are going to happen all around, that that makes you better prepared and more effective. And it's just the opposite. If you relax, take care of your health, get enough sleep, exercise, don't eat garbage food, don't do drugs, you know, get away from drugs, get away from alcohol. And not because of your religion. It doesn't matter what your belief is, your body thinks that these things are poisonous. And if you don't poison your body, it works better. I mean, deep concept, right? It's really pretty simple. Take care of yourself, relax, and stay wide awake. And everybody's got a connection directly to God and is getting guidance all the time. And we just are in the habit of not paying any attention to it. So it's a really appropriate, good time to start turning some of the attention internally because that's the only place that I think there's any stability. And then we just do the best we can on the outside and don't be worried all the time. Just do your best. Um, Our main site, which I remind people of, but maybe you're new, it's lost arts, plural lost arts, radio.com. And we've got links to all the um, different streams and platforms and live shows and archives and news stories which get posted almost every day and all kinds of interesting stuff, mailing list to stay in touch. And there's a lot of good stuff on there. 
contact forms if you want to say anything, if you've got a comment that you want to go right to us or a question. Uh, if you're interested in Planetary Healing Club, where we take all this stuff to a deeper level and give you a chance to work on it to transform your own life, really. That's at planetaryhealingclub.com. If you have a question about that, feel free to send it to us and we'll take a look at that. Uh, what else? We're on brighteon.com and Doug is just starting to put us onto BitChute and uh, other platforms too. You see links to that on lostartsradio.com and that'll tell you something about it. And uh, lostartsresearchinstitute.org is our non- nonprofit. Both of those have um, donate buttons if you have the resources to help us keep going and to get our projects in motion instead of waiting for funds. You can help support us that way if you'd like to. Or by going to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. That's a good way too. And the main message though is learn not not like the indoctrination center learning. And I mean from operating now from preschool level to medical school and PhD level. I'm talking, not that stuff. I'm talking about real learning and take care of yourself, get yourself in good shape because when things are stressful, that's the most important time to do it. And a lot, a lot of the time people will say, well, things are really tense right now. I'll take care of myself later when it calms down. That, that, in my experience, is a big mistake that we all make at times. And take especially good care of yourself now because it'll give you a lot more to share with other people. Your vision will be clearer. You'll know what to do. You'll be more in tune with internal guidance and uh, make better use of your time. So anyway, this has been our Sunday show. We've also got a Saturday show that's weekly on. Uh, it's called Lost Arts Radio Live every Saturday at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, and it's a one-hour show, more or less. Something to do with current events, and the archives are all still posted on many platforms, even the conventional ones at this point, and you're welcome to watch those and participate if you happen to be there when it's live at those times I mentioned. And one hour after that show is over, Half an hour after that show is over, we have the meeting of Planetary Healing Club, which is every week as well, and you're invited to that. If you are interested in it, you can check it out at planetaryhealingclub.com or write and ask questions about it if you want. And I think that's most of it. We've got hundreds of videos for free that are up on the net right now. You can see them easily, and the news articles are up there almost every day. We've got hundreds or thousands of those. And we're trying to give you as much free content as we possibly can. So your feedback is also always welcome. We've got a Facebook group, Lost Arts Radio, and we're on other social media as well. So stay in touch. We'd like to get feedback and what you're interested in uh, for Planetary Healing Club, what you want to see covered in those meetings. There's a vast array of subjects in uh, health and life and consciousness and relevant current events, any of that stuff you want us to get into, let us know and stay in touch because this is supposed to be for you. So thanks for being with us for this time, and we'll look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care of yourself. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program, 
offering 10 different giving levels starting at just five bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information 
about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.